This is Saturday, May 7th, and likely you have heard of TED Talks. Those letters, TED, T-E-D, stand for Technology, Entertainment, and Design. TED started as a way to bring the best and brightest together to teach and encourage leaders to move toward excellence. Now, one of the things the TED organization did every year was to give awards for the most powerful and innovative ad campaigns in the world. One ad campaign that I saw was very powerful, so powerful that it produced stunning sadness and then real joy. Let me tell you about it. The ad showed a series of photographs of a woman in Africa dying of HIV over a three-month period. A photo was taken of her each day laying in her bed, showing the progression of the disease. She lost an extreme amount of weight. She lost her hair. Her eyes looked sunken. Viewers were watching her die slowly and painfully, and it was difficult, heart-wrenching to watch. But then the ad did something astounding. It revealed the truth of the photographs. They explained that the photographs were actually shown in reverse order. Actually, the first photograph was taken when the woman was at her worst, at the end of the series we saw. And each day after that showed her recovery once she was, she was on medication. Day after day. Now, the same photos they had shown, they then showed in their proper order. And the woman literally came, to, came alive from day to day with the aid of the appropriate medication. In this sequence, joy flooded in. She would not only live, but she came to look like she was thriving. Now, as I saw the ad photos, it struck me how powerful a vision of the future is for us. And it struck me that we need to envision the process of something dead becoming alive. I, be, I believe this is why more than once the prophet Isaiah gives the people the Lord's promise of the city that God plans for their future. It's like those pictures of death coming to life. Here's a scripture for today describing it. This is Isaiah chapter 65, verse 17 to 25. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth. The former things shall not be remembered or come into mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem to be a joy and her people to be a gladness. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and be glad in my people. No more shall be heard in it the sound of weeping and the cry of distress. No more shall there be in it an infant who lives but for a few days, or an old man who does not fill out his days. For the young shall, shall die a hundred years old, and the sinner a hundred years old shall be accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall build, not build and, and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For like the days of a tree shall the days of my people be. 
and my chosen shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain, or bear children for calamity, for they shall be the offspring of the blessed of the Lord, and their descendants with them. Before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall graze together, the lion shall eat straw like the ox, and dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, says the Lord. This is a vision. It's a beautiful vision of the future dwelling of the people of God. It's all joy. Sickness and sadness seem completely banished. The city will thrive with life. God and his people will live together in peace. It really is an extraordinary vision for us to see. Now, as we read the description, we find the common elements set of, of settling down, having a home, planting trees, and then eating their fruit. And as we read of it, we realize all of this takes time, lots of time. I have three young fruit trees in my backyard, but it will be years before there's a significant crop of fruit to enjoy. This vision says that like the days of a tree will be the days of the Lord's people. They too shall be fruitful. But again, remember, this takes a lot of time. Now perhaps we have had the idea that what God plans for our world will come in a minute. But that is not the picture we're given here. Now we read this text with longing eyes and hearts. I think it's because we were made for such a city. But this is a way that we do not know, and a life we cannot build for ourselves. Yes, God begins this promise with what sounds like a new creation, a new city, a new life. The old order of our world that we have come to accept as normal will pass away, and a new normal will come. Even the wolf and lamb will graze together, we're told. Violence and bloodshed will be abolished. It won't be in God's new world. Now, as I read this, it makes me wonder why God would share this vision. Only He can create it. We cannot bring heaven down to earth, and we cannot elevate ourselves up to God. Why does He tell us what comes later? Now, first, I think we come to, we can come to believe that the way things are right now is the only way they can be. We lose hope. We become jaded and cynical. But God wants us, to li- wants us to live with hope because we have seen Jesus. Because Jesus was raised up, we know that we also inherit life. And with our new life, we inherit a new city, a new Jerusalem flooded with joy and the presence of God. Just because we cannot make this world for ourselves doesn't mean that we should give up. And that leads to the second thing. At the end of this of a grand chapter in the New Testament on the resurrection of Jesus and on our resurrection, we find these words, Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Yes, precisely because God will create his new world, that is why we live knowing that we... What we do matters, 
Because Jesus was raised up, we are called to live for his coming kingdom today. We know that that which belongs to God will not be lost, but gathered up into the new city that God has planned for us to dwell in. Would you pray with me? Faithful and loving God, don't allow us to lose hope. Remind us today of our living hope, the hope we have in Jesus. When we become discouraged or disheartened, remind us of the beautiful future you have planned for your creation and for us. In the name of Jesus, our Savior, we pray. Amen.